Welcome to Booz Allen Hamilton's Unstoppable Together podcast, a series of stories that unite us and empower each of us to change the world. I'm Jenny Brooks with Booz Allen Hamilton, and I'm passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Please join me in conversation with a diverse group of thought leaders to explore what makes them and all of us unstoppable. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstoppable Together podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Brooks, and today we're speaking with Booz Allen employees celebrating a variety of multicultural holidays. Please welcome to the podcast, Michelle Etienne, Nicole Cashton, and Lena Abu Baker. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to speak with you today. As we are recording this, we're entering the 2021 holiday season. And in reflection, so much of what we see is often very specific to one or two kinds of holiday celebrations, right? So we wanted to talk with you today to better understand other holiday customs and what it looks like for us to celebrate equitably. Could you each introduce yourself and then share with us the holiday that you celebrate? Nicole, why don't we start with you? I am Nicole Cashton. And today I'm going to be talking about the Jewish holiday of Passover, which typically falls depending on the cycle of the Hebrew calendar in March or April each year. Awesome. Thank you, Lena. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm Lena Abubaker. Today I'll be sharing with you all a holiday known as Eid al-Fitr, which marks the end of Ramadan, which is a Muslim holy month of fasting. Michelle, would you please introduce yourself and share with us the holiday that you celebrate? My name is Michelle Etienne. I grew up in Haiti and I went to school and did most of my adolescent high school years here in the U.S., mostly up north in Jersey. And the holiday that is extremely traditional that my family and I still hold is New Year's. It falls around the Christmas time, but it's New Year's is a huge holiday for us just because Haiti's Independence Day is also on New Year's. And that's when we make our most famous and most traditional uh, soup jumu. So that's something that we look forward to every single year around this time. Lena, can you share with us a little bit about your holiday and for those who are not aware what it entails? Absolutely. So as I just mentioned, Eid is celebrated after the month of fasting. So usually we're super excited that this holiday comes after this month long of being grateful to God and and fasting from sunset to sundown. We usually start off the day with a special breakfast. We make a huge spread with all of our traditional Eid foods. And then we will carry out the day with visiting family, making sure that the children are having fun and that there's activities for them. They get sometimes we pass out money or little gifts. And then we end the night with a feast. We usually, so we fish because we, or something salty because we've just spent the month fasting. So it's really fun. It's all about love. We, you know, we put aside our differences and we come together to celebrate this joyous holiday. This is fantastic. Tell us a little bit about the process of or the tradition of fasting. And then can you also share with us what the traditional Eid foods are? Are there others in addition to the fish? Yeah. So your first question about fasting. So it's 
a month long, 30 days. And it's really a time for us to reflect on our life and what we're grateful for and sort of use that time also to pay it forward and help others in need. And then about the food for Eid. So there's a traditional cookie recipe. It's come stuffed with dates or pistachios or walnuts. And so actually two weeks ahead of Eid, every family gets together and they make these cookies in batches because we serve them when uh, we get visitors on the first day of Eid. That's one of our traditional foods. And then also for breakfast, we will typically have like hummus and certain cheeses and liver. Those are just some of the traditional foods we eat. And growing up, did you also fast? I did. So growing up, they actually will have you start with like half a day of a fast. So it's only really from whenever the sun rises to like noon. And then as I got older, around 13, 14 years old is when I started fasting the, the whole day. And every year, the month of Ramadan changes based off of the, the Islamic calendar. Some years are much longer and some years are shorter. So we're in the process right now where the month will get shorter and shorter, the time of fasting. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Nicole, what can you share with us with folks who may not be familiar with your holiday? Sure. So the holiday, again, I'm going to talk about is Passover. People may also hear it referred to as Pesach, which is the Hebrew name for the holiday. And basically what it celebrates is a long time ago, the Jews were slaves in Egypt. They were enslaved and building pyramids and stuff for Pharaoh. He's like the bad guy in the story. And they were led out of Egypt by Moses into Israel, into the homeland of the Jewish people. So it's really a very important holiday because it celebrates our freedom. And every year in Passover, we have something called a Seder. In the diaspora, Jews do two Seders. In Israel, they do one. And during the Seder, we tell the the Passover story. So we start in Egypt, we end in Israel, and there's a lot of symbolism involved, including with food. So we eat something called haroset, which symbolizes the bricks that the Jews use to make the pyramids. We dip vegetables in salt water to remember the tears, the bitterness of just the entire experience. And probably most important, during Passover, we do not eat any bread or grains. We eat something called matzah, which is that flat bread you might see in the supermarket sometimes. And the reason we eat that and we do not eat bread products for the whole week of Passover is because when the Jews were in a hurry to get out of Egypt, they did not have enough time to let the bread rise. And as a result, the bread was flat. Oh, wow. I never knew that symbolism. Thank you for sharing. Michelle, tell us about the soup. This has got to be a fantastic soup. (laughs) It is. It has a lot of like historical significance to it as well, which makes it, you know, really important. Back when Haiti was going through its turmoil, trying to be independent from France, there was a soup and it's jumu in French is pumpkin, translated to English. And there was a soup that us as Black and brown people, we were not able to eat at the time. It was seen as like something that was served to the French and patients were not allowed to eat it or cook it. So once we won our independence, it became symbolic as like 
the remembrance of how we fought for our independence to be the first Black Republic island or even country, you know, to win our independence. So from then on, we've always made soup jumu from generations to generations. Grandmothers, mothers would always teach their kids and then their kids then made the soup. So to make the soup around that time, it's very symbolic for good luck and prosperity. And the tradition is that when you make it, you have to share it with at least one person to continue on the blessings throughout the rest of the year. So that's what I look forward to. And it's so good. You can make it without meat, but beef is preferred. Some people make it with turkey. There's yams, there's carrots, there's two different types of pumpkin, the a calabazo pumpkin, and then there's the butter squash that's inside of it as well. There's cilantro, parsley, there's a little bit of pasta, just a tiny bit. There's potatoes. It's just so good and so rich. So I look forward to it every single year, and it really just brings the whole family together. Wow, you're taking me back to my father's secret spaghetti sauce. When he cooked his spaghetti sauce, it sat on the stove all day, simmering. And he had his secret ingredients, then he'd go stir it, and it would, you know, build the flavor over the entire day. The whole house would have this aroma of dad's spaghetti sauce. And, you know, my father's deceased now. So that recipe is a really important one in our family. And I haven't really quite been able to perfect it myself and get exactly how dad had it. But nonetheless, it, it just really is a very important memory for us growing up. I'm curious, Michelle, what has the experience been like for you celebrating holidays that folks might not be aware of or, you know, have just might not be aware of. Is there an opportunity here for us to share with one another? I think the best way to bring about some of these traditions or possibly like holidays that people may not be aware about is to really just talk about them, you know, just have a round table, like when the holiday time comes around, provide platforms and opportunities for people to share how they were raised and how they grew up kind of like what we're doing now. So when I even heard about this opportunity to share something special that my family does that's significant to my culture, absolutely, whatever I can share this information or join, just give a piece of what I went through, I would definitely love to do it. So if there are more opportunities for people to, even if it's like a blog post or something that we do every year where people across the firm can just share, I think that's the best way to bring about some of these traditions that we may not know about or what someone else might be doing. And we might even be working with that employee and we never even knew that they probably did something for a particular holiday. Nicole, what's your perspective? So I've actually been thinking about this a lot, not just with my own holidays and traditions, but also as a career manager, which I am. I think it's career managers, we have a special responsibility to really get to know our staff you know, not just in terms of what you're doing day to day with work, but what types of holidays and traditions do they celebrate and observe, you know, more about their their culture and their heritage. So that way they feel comfortable coming to us and saying, hey, by the way, Eid is coming up. I need to take off or I'm celebrating New Year's with my family. And then also even for us so that we can, we know when these holidays are and we can even be proactive and say, you know, I hope you have a wonderful Eid. I hope you have a wonderful Passover and just really continue to build on our inclusive culture here at Booz Allen. That's very well said. Thank you. 
Lena, do you have other thoughts to add? Yeah. And I might be bringing different perspective here. I think of it more as the mom and how I'm going to teach my son to learn to share and be proud of his culture and the celebrations that we partake in. And I think that's really important for me because growing up, Eid was not well known in school. And a lot of my friends only celebrated Christmas. And so I would love for him to feel like that's he can share that with his friends and let them know about his special holiday. And that way they are aware and, and can ask him questions and he can tell them the ways that we celebrate and just make it more inclusive in that way. For colleagues or folks in the community who may not be aware of the holiday that you celebrate, what would you like them to be aware of or know? Michelle, let's start with you. Although the holiday does fall around New Year's, many Haitians in the community, it's for us, it's Haitian New Year's Day. It's Haitian Independence Day. And though the soup is amazing and spending time together is, is also really great, but the significance behind it is to celebrate the liberation of our country. Obviously, you guys have seen in the news so many things that have or is happening to Haiti, things that have always happened and from years and years on, even in my parents' time and beforehand. One thing I always express to people about Haiti is that no matter what we go through as a people, no matter what we go through as a country, we are still resilient as a people and we always come back. And it may not be in the way that any other uh, westernized or you know European country might think a comeback should look like, but we always do come back strong and we always still have a sense of hope and a sense of happiness with us. And no matter what's going on in Haiti, Haitian New Year's Day, Haitian Independence Day, that is a a huge holiday and it's it's a holiday of happiness and hope and that's what that's what the soup means to me that's what it means to us as a, as a country that's what the holiday means so even i mean in haiti the celebrations that they do there it's translated even to areas here in the u.s where it's highly populated with a lot of haitians like in florida it's a huge holiday in florida which i just relocated to that's really what i'd want to share is just that it's really more so about the history and how the things that we've gone through as a people thank you nicole first i just want to say michelle i just love what you just said i can relate to it so much jewish people we have been beaten down and beaten down literally four thousand years we survive and we thrive. And that's pretty much the story of our people yeah. in general. I just love that so much. But I think in terms of what I would want people to know, this isn't as much just related to Passover, but Jewish holidays in general, of which there are a lot of them. Sometimes, depending on the calendar, they'll say that a holiday, let's say, starts on a Tuesday or the first full day is, let's say, on a Tuesday. But Jewish holidays always technically start the night before so that's something for people to keep in mind when they're scheduling meetings or events or or things like that. Other thing I wanted to mention is not Passover, but we also have a lot of really important Jewish holidays during the fall time frame, usually in September and October, which also not so conveniently coincides with the government fiscal year. So that's another thing if you work with Jewish employees to keep in mind that while we're very busy work-wise with end of the fiscal year activities, we're also trying to celebrate our holidays as well. Oh, thank you for that, Nicole. Lena? Yeah, I actually have the same thoughts as Nicole and Michelle. 
back home in Palestine, this holiday and time of year is a, like I said, a joyous celebration. We put aside our differences and come together to celebrate and the month long of fasting or Ramadan. And it's really a great time for the children. We also do something similar the day before with preparing special clothing for them, laying it out, wrapping some gifts, putting that out. And then, like I mentioned earlier, preparing the the cookies that we serve on the three days of Eid. Ladies, at the end of every podcast, we leave some free space for you to share final thoughts with those listening today. What would you like to leave our guests with today? I guess I would just say I'm really happy that Booz Allen is building on their diversity and inclusion efforts to really hit on every culture, every religion, and just make sure we represent everyone in this company. Thanks, Nicole. Michelle? I heard of the opportunity to share my traditions and where I was from. Whenever I get the chance, I always lift my hand up. And I'd just love to leave with everyone that though we've had a tough, I think like almost two years that we've had here around the holiday time, regardless of whatever is going on, we just have to try our best to remember that this is supposed to be a joyous time where we spend with our families. Every country goes through something and that's without being said, definitely after what we talked about on the line today. But we just always have to remember like during this time that we should really hold everyone close and really try to be grateful for everything that we have and just continue to spread the love and the blessing and peace to all that we can, to everyone that we, we reach and everyone that we touch. And I'm, I'm and I just want to thank everyone for joining too. Lena, Nicole, Jenny, just hearing about you guys and your traditions. I've learned too, even just being on the line. So I just want to say thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Lena? I agree with both Michelle and Nicole. I think what I love so much about this podcast is that it is a way to spark conversations with our our colleagues and share and and hear from them and share hear their stories and their culture and and learn more. So I love that we can find similarities in all of these stories and and holidays, and it's just really exciting to learn. I've been completely inspired by this conversation, and it really leaves me with hope and inspiration as we bring to a close yet another, you know, complex and difficult, challenging year. Maybe 2022 will be better than the last two have been for so many people. And I just want to thank you for sharing with us a little bit of these traditions, but also the rich symbolism and stories behind them. I think, Nicole, you really hit it on the head that these are stories of resilience and perseverance, and they're very inspiring. We will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Visit careers.boozallen.com to learn how you can be unstoppable with Booz Allen. Be the future. Work with us. The world can't wait.